listening to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, and it is finally here. We are finally at week one of the 2019 NFL season. Dan, are you ready? Here we go, baby. Yeah, let's get going, man. It feels like we've been uh, working towards this moment for so long, so long, and uh, had a long offseason with so much activity, so much action, uh, just a lot to talk about and nfl and uh i'm ready i'm ready to jump into rankings i'm ready to talk games um i'm ready to get um together with craig and john and uh i'm ready to kick off the 2019 season and uh season two of the not takes fantasy football podcast which uh it's been quite the ride bob and uh let's get started let's get rolling week one here baby yes big news big news out for some big time players and uh we get our first taste of NFL football, legitimate NFL football tomorrow night, which I could not be more excited for. Yeah, so this is going to be when we start rolling. So we've been saying, hey, we're going to be going to three episodes a week. It's coming. It's coming. Well, this is sort of the beginning. So starting now, we're going to be dropping episodes around Thursdays, <laughs> uh, Sundays, and Tuesdays. So that's going to be our cadence. So this is going to really kick off the regular season. So yeah, every Thursday, um, we might move it to Wednesday, depending on really the games on Thursday and schedules, yep. but we're going to try and you know get it right around Thursday morning, Thursday night, somewhere in that range. Um, and it returns our Getting Drafty on the Draft app segment, like Dan said, with our buddies Craig and John, who are finally paying off their losing end of the uh, draft contest last year. And yeah, it's just a lot to look forward to. Like you said, we've been getting ready for this. But Dan, you mentioned that there was a lot of activity on the offseason. Well, just when you think it was dead and gone, we had two of the biggest contract signings for their positions over the past week with one that I think people thought was going to happen and one that came out of nowhere. And the one that came sort of out of nowhere is Jared Goff becomes the highest paid quarterback of all time, signing a four-year, $134 million contract extension that includes $110 million in guarantee, surpassing the, I believe, $107-plus million that Carson Wentz just signed. So, uh, Good to be Jared Goff today, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, no kidding. And and this is just one of the things that I kind of thought when I saw this Goff contract is there is just no way ever that any other receiver, any other running back, uh, any other tight end, any other position in the league is going to get paid like quarterback. No, it's just one of those things where um, to to the position's credit, to the top tier quarterbacks go the spoils come the wins i mean it all starts with that guy uh if you don't have a good top tier quarterback your team suffers um that's why they get paid like this i'm a little surprised that jared goff got paid like this this early but at the same time when you've got a guy who you have got confidence in and just went to the super bowl just went to the super bowl um and he was good last year. I mean, he was good last year. He was a very good fantasy quarterback even, uh, but also was winning games. So 
I mean, I think when you have a guy that you like, that your team works with, that gets along with your head coach, that knows your offense well, um, that you want to surround him with as many skill players as possible, uh, you lock this guy in. And that's what this is. And, uh, you know, good for golf. Uh, I'm never going to fault anyone for getting paid. Uh, and, you know, congratulations to him on the on a huge, massive kind of record-setting contract here. Yeah, and right behind that, I mean, <laughs> it sort of pales in comparison, but for the position, he is now the highest paid and thank god because my phone kept getting contradictory messages every 20 <laughs> for like the past 24 hours but zeke elliott signed a six-year 90 million dollar extension with 50 million guaranteed 15 million annually surpassing todd Gurley. and in all honesty with the age and everything the production as you heard if you've listened to us in season one he's my favorite running back in the league because he's just so dominant zeke elliott getting paid and right in time for all those that took the gamble drafted him in the top three four two even um I mean, perfect timing. I hit, we originally released the rankings without Zeke Elliott, and then it seems like right as I published them, I uh, had to update them and put them right back into that top four slot. So congrats to Zeke Elliott getting paid as well. Yeah, and uh, frankly, I, I thought that it was going to be a situation where he was not going to be the top the top paid back. I, I didn't think that the deal was going to be for what it was. I thought Gurley would stay atop the payment rankings. Um, but here's the thing about Zeke and it, it's time for <coughs> pardon me uh, it, 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 can Zeke focus on the field uh, and not the off the field stuff uh, I think that's what kind of held this up as long as it could as long as it did um, but at the same time the production of the fields cannot be questioned uh, the production in terms of fantasy points cannot be questioned. Uh, it's a contract well-deserved. Uh, I just, um, I'm thinking that uh, this is going to be the record setting. And my question to you, Bob, is, is this in any way, shape, or form going to start forcing the hand of the Chargers and Melvin Gordon? And do you think Melvin Gordon can get paid like this or will he set a new record? Uh, that's my question to you, my friend. No and no. I think the Chargers are dug in. Um, and they've pretty much already taken their stance. He's. I didn't even think he would get – I think probably around <laughs> like the 9 to $10 million mark is where I thought. But uh, to me, this is reeking like a Lev Bell with the possibility of him coming back. So, no, he doesn't get paid. No, he doesn't reset the market. He will get paid ne- next year. Um, but this year's a lost cause because – there were so many trades for cheaper um, veterans that to teams that could have used somebody like Melvin Gordon. So, and it sounded like the Eagles even made an attempt with some draft picks and Jordan Howard, and that was uh, denied. So, I think he's just stuck right now. Um, so, I know Greg asked me about that and asked when he thought uh, when I thought he was coming back. I said, not for a while. I think he's going to sit this one out until he has to come back to accrue the season. Unfortunately, so. Yeah, uh, I I mean, to me, uh, Melvin Gordon was one of those interesting picks uh, that you, you know, once the the, he didn't report to camp and once they said he's missing games, he's willing to miss games. And then once uh, you heard that the charges are done negotiating in season and now they can he can seek trades, uh, he is just like 
plummeted in drafts and rankings and things like that. Uh, but if for some reason, some way, somehow, he says, I'm not going to leave the money on the table, I'll come back and play the play the season. Uh, you know, if you get him at a bargain basement price, that's a guy who can win a league for you. So uh, I, I like what Greg did in our draft, drafting him at, at the late point that he did. Uh, at the same time, uh, is he going to be sitting there the whole year? Uh, and this is the same Greg who, if you recall, also drafted who last year, Bob? Lev Bell, number one overall. That's right. That's right. So now we've got a Melvin Gordon situation with a Lev Bell uh, drafter. Uh, the the voodoo there just kind of scares me, Bobby. Yeah, so <laughs> beware. When we read off Greg's live draft uh, next year, beware of some picks. So That's right. <laughs> we love you, if Greg. There's anybody even, there's, if there's even anybody who's even remotely uh, considering a holdout, uh, if Greg drafts him, he's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that goes over the uh, slight bit of news. Like I said, there was a lot of news, but this is not the time and the place. Everybody knows what happened, and I think really talking about rankings is going to cover it. So, Dan, if you're ready, let's go ahead and dive into our rankings. For sure. If you've listened to the Not Takes Fantasy Football podcast before, you know just how much we love the draft app. We continually do best ball drafts throughout the year, and during the season, we have a weekly segment called Getting Drafty on Draft that drops every Thursday. Now we are proud to announce our affiliation with the best fantasy app out there. We would greatly appreciate if you would support our show by using our new link, draft.com forward slash not takes. For those of you that don't already have a FanDuel or Draft account, Signing up to draft using that link gets you a free $3 entry to any contest of your choice after your initial deposit. We personally recommend a season-long best ball draft, and trust us, when you start, you're going to be hooked. Once you get your account situated, come challenge myself or Dan on draft. You can find me, Bob, on draft at NotTakesBob, that's N-O-T-T-A-K-E-S-B-O-B, and you can find Dan at DJ Benoit 33. That's DJ B E N W A 33. Once again, our link is draft.com forward slash not takes. That's N O T T A K E S. We can't wait to see you all get drafty on draft with us. So, yeah, we changed things up. If you pay attention to us on Twitter at NotTakesFF, uh, we released the rankings uh, yesterday, I believe, or two, even two days ago. We try to get them out early in the beginning of the week. We've, we've updated the way we do them. We have a site dedicated to them that's a little bit different. Tried to use some existing tools out there to make a more interactive type of uh, ranking page. And we've upped the way we do our rankings. So for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, we give you our top 24. Defense, we stayed at top 12 because catering to more 12 team leagues and less uh, that are going to play only one defense so there's no need to go into too much detail but when we review our rankings we're only going to read off the top 12 and then we'll pick and choose players that we want to talk about in detail uh, for instance I may talk about somebody in the in pick 13 that I didn't read pick 18 but you can see all of our rankings we'll have them in the show notes and on Twitter at NotTakesFF so Dan I'm going to read through the top 12 and then uh, let you talk about a few I'll talk about a few and we'll move on from there so and by the way bob big shout out to you uh for putting together 
uh, this thing. And I mean, the, the quality that it looks, uh, and that you're bringing to the table top notch, man. I mean, round of applause to you for putting this together. Uh, and it looks beautiful and I'm loving the new rankings. Uh, everyone, you need to check them out. Uh, cause Bob really outdid himself on, on these babies. Appreciate that, my friend. So, yeah, let's go ahead. And number one, Pat Mahomes at Jacksonville. Two, Deshaun Watson at New Orleans. Three, Russ Wilson at home against Cincinnati. Four, Drew Brees home against Houston. Five, Carson Wentz home against Washington. (laughs) Six, Jameis Winston home against San Francisco. Seven, the game on Thursday night kicking off the season. Aaron Rodgers at Chicago. Eight, Baker Mayfield home against Tennessee. Nine, Lamar Jackson at Miami. 10, Dak Prescott, home against the Giants. 11, Cam Newton, home against the Rams. And 12, you got Big Ben Sunday night at New England. So like I said, the rest of them, find them either show notes, at NotTakesFF on Twitter. But Dan, go ahead and pick a few that you may want to discuss, and then I'll give some uh, notes on some players that we have ranked as well. The way I always like to look at these things is, are there guys who are later in these rankings, later even in that top 10, who I feel like, at the end of the day, Sunday, when you look at these things and we're going through, who's going to be able to jump up into that one or two spot? Uh, and there's two guys uh, that really jump out to me right away. First is Carson Wentz going against Washington. Love the matchup. Uh, I think Zach Ertz gets back into the mix here. Uh, I think the running game will be better. And uh, I also think that there's an upgrade in receiver. I know there's not necessarily anyone who's throwing you there in terms of Alshon Jeffrey uh, and our single white side. But now we've got the Sean Jackson. Look, back in yeah, the look for a big play there. Who, who's going to be able to get down the field. I mean, the one thing that Jackson does so well, so much better than everybody else uh, is catch the deep ball. And now I think this is his first legitimate deep threat that he's had in a long time. Uh, I look for Ertz to have a big game in this. And, and to be honest with you, there's nothing in the Washington defense. I think that team's a mess right now. Uh, I also like Philadelphia's defense in this game because of the big, big hole in the offensive line uh, left by Trent Williams. So this is uh, a, a game to watch. I think that the, the Eagles will dominate. Uh, Carson Wentz is healthy. Uh, I see him as potentially pushing Mahomes, who has a tough tough matchup against Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, that defense is better than advertised. I think everyone's kind of expecting them to get back to kind of where they were, not last year, but the year before. Um, So I I can see him pushing up into those one-two rankings. Uh, Damn, Damn, my fantasy team sure hopes so this year. So Yeah. The other guy's Baker Mayfield. Uh, I don't remember any hype anymore. So much hype about one player. And to me, I can't believe it's a Brown because I don't remember any hype about any Browns ever. Uh, And this team has got a lot to live up to, a lot of hype going around them. But I think that Baker Mayfield, if you just kind of see who he is, how he's been in the offseason, this is kind of what he thrives in. Like These are the situations where – Big-time expectations, big-time games uh, where Baker Mayfield plays his best. And he's got the best – I mean, look what he did last year with the players that he had. I think we've got a full year of Nick Chubb this year because you're not fighting Carlos Hyde off. You're not fighting off Tyrod Taylor. And you've just added Odell Beckham uh, to a receiving core that was already eh, okay with Jarvis Landry technically being the number one. But you've added Odell Beckham. Uh, and, and Joku still kind of a kind of a, a forgotten guy this offseason. Uh, I don't think a lot of people were talking and Joku up as much as we were last year. Uh, but 
I, I think that guy, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, two guys who I can see jumping into those top five rankings right there. Yeah, so I've got a few. Or top three. Yeah, I, I got a few that I just had some notes on, and you brought them up, uh, you know, pushing towards this position. But Deshaun Watson, uh, they have the highest projected total. I look at footballlocks.com for the NFL lines. Uh, them against New Orleans is a total of 53 points, so a lot of points. They completely updated the line. So this is the best line he's played uh, with. Uh, they've updated his weapons, and it should be a shootout. So there's a recipe for big time production there um we've got russ wills russell wilson at three against cincinnati i mean facing a team last year that was worst against the pass they gave up about 276 yards per game and it looks like they did not improve at all so i like russ to get to a hot start and maybe get locket for a few big bombs down the field um lamar jackson at nine i, I i've been somewhat down on him this whole offseason but boy after the moves that miami made to basically say yep we're giving up this year um uh, you know, right. the team looks like they're in tank mode. He should be able to get it going through the air. Uh, this might be one of the few games where he should be able to really attack in the air. And I expect to get it going on the ground as well for a big start. And then some guys out of the top 12 that we didn't list. Matt Ryan, 13 at Minnesota. I mean, it's definitely a tough first game for the Falcons. But remember, this game is indoors where the Falcons play at home. Uh, Minnesota's indoors. Yep. So it, it sort of feeds to how they uh, like to play. Um and the Vikings were top three against passers, allowing 196.3 yards per game. So tough matchup, but I like the indoor element. And obviously, he's got some of the best weapons in the league. So I uh, can't really forget, even though it's a tough matchup. Um, and then 18, a guy that I really have no faith in. But, I mean, the matchup is the matchup. And that's uh, Jimmy G against Tampa Bay, playing at Tampa Bay. I mean, he really struggled in the preseason. But he's playing a bottom third pass defense from last year that allowed a little under 200. 60 yards per game and this one too if i look at it i believe has one of the highest projected totals as well at 50.5 so i mean that's like a top five projected game so yeah big shootout there potentially so so yeah i mean those are some um definite options that i feel outside of the uh top 12 if you're in two qb leagues or, or playing deeper leagues that you can get some production out of so uh, Dan, let's go ahead and move on to running backs. And for our running backs, at number one this week, we have Christian McCaffrey uh, at home versus the Rams. Two, Alvin Kamara at home versus the Texans. Three, Saquon Barkley at Dallas. Four, Zeke Elliott returning uh, at home against the G- uh, the Giants. Five, Chris Carson home against the Bengals. Six, Dalvin Cook at Atlanta. Seven, Nick Chubb at home against Tennessee. Eight, James Conner at New England, 9, Todd Gurley at Carolina, 10, David Johnson home against the Lions, 11, Carrion Johnson at the Cardinals, and 12, Le'Veon Bell at home versus the Buffalo Bills. So, Dan, what are some running backs you might want to discuss here? First of all, you and I already talked about one earlier today, and that's Zeke Elliott at number four. Uh, Now, you and I probably have a little bit of a difference of opinion. In fact, I know we do because we've talked about it already. <laughs> uh, I'm not exactly sure that Zeke is going to be Zeke from last year. Uh, I, I know that he's been training. I know that he's been running. Uh, I, I know that he's been conditioning. But I know just from our experience with watching Lev Bell coming out, coming back after holdouts right before the season, it, it takes a little bit of time to kick the rust off the tires. So 
I, I saw earlier today on Roto World that they're expecting him to get, uh, I think, 12 to 15 touches in the game, uh, which seems low to me. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I don't think you can just kind of discount what Pollard has done in the offseason. Uh, and I, I think that there's going to be a lot more of a throwing um throwing game this year uh, with Morgan Cooper and Dak Prescott kind of coming along a little bit. So don't, oh, sorry, it's 20 to 25 reps, not 12 to 15. I apologize. Um, but I, I just don't think you're going to have, you'll get massive games out of Zeke. Trust me, you will. I know it. Um, but I just don't know if you get a massive game out of Zeke this week. Yeah, that, that one's interesting because I just think they're going to get, I mean, every time he's played, they give him the rock. So I just, against a weak Giants defense, I don't even really think he needs a ton of work right out of the gate to produce. But yeah, this is one, I know when I said, hey, I'm putting him in the rankings, he's back that, you know, you had a different opinion. So I think we left it off with, well, I guess we're just going to agree to disagree and see how it goes this week, really. Agree to disagree. Yeah, exactly. The other guy is David Johnson at third, number 10. Uh, going against Detroit, uh, I, I don't necessarily feel like Detroit has got a huge uh, improvement on the defense, um, but I think a lot of this is going to go with how is Kyler Murray going to play. Right. If Kyler Murray can, can play okay, if Kyler Murray is better than Kyler Murray was in the preseason, I think David Johnson has a much bigger game. Uh, also, if Kyler Murray can't throw the ball, what are they going to do? They're going to run it. He's going to get a ton of touches. Um, I love David Johnson this week, not only because he's my, you know, was my number one overall pick in our league of record, um, but also uh, because I just feel like the matchup's going to be uh, good for him and play to his strengths in terms of lots of touches, catches out of the backfield, get the rookie QB comfortable, and uh, just kind of let the offense flow through David Johnson. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go over five players uh, here. And, Dan, this is a guy you've always been hot on, but I've been heating up big time on, especially in best ball drafts. I've been targeting him and some of the later drafts. Yeah, Chris Carson. We originally had him at the four slot, but we bumped him yeah. down for Zeke. But at first glance, you might say, boy, that seems high, but – we're going to pick on Cincinnati in the rankings here. Not only was this a bad pass defense, but it was almost as bad as a, of a run defense last year, allowing a little under 138 yards per game. Add to this that this is the most run-heavy offense that doesn't look to be changing, as well as Chris Carson possibly getting more involved in the pass game. I think he's going to have a monster week one to get started here. Um, Todd Gurley. Oh, uh, I, I love – you know – you know it. I love Chris Carson. Uh, I, I expect him to be a beast this week. Uh, I love the matchup, and uh, this is a good week for Seahawks if you have them on your fantasy squad. Exactly. Uh, Todd Gurley at nine. I think the knee issue is all overblown. I sort of changed my stance when it got close to our draft and really looked at it. I think they're doing the right thing by protecting him. They have a lot of monetary investment into him. I think they're going to come out and let this guy be the best back in the league like he has been. So we, I think nine might be low, but it's a little bit of protection against you know sort of what happened at the end of the year, the way they've managed him but i think he can jump up uh easily um next one carry on johnson at 11 seems like the lead back duties are his without really much that he needs to compete against uh, and he can't ask for a better start he's facing the worst run defense from last year they they allowed almost 155 rushing yards per game which is insane and this team has already said they want to run the ball more so this is the matchup to really get him going and get him hot 
Uh, Dan, at 14, uh, I have Mark Ingram. Uh, we have a major investment in him in our Dynasty League, and I think he's going to pay off right off the bat. I think he is now the lead back. He doesn't have an ultra talent like Kamara sitting right behind him. Um, and he's playing a bottom two rush yep. defense from last year. They led up about 145 yards per game, and they've just gotten worse. So I, I think I think Baltimore is going to be able to do what they want to do, and I think a lot of it's going to be through Mark Ingram rushing as well. Um, and then the last one I yeah, want to talk about. We need about, him to have a big week this week. Yeah, and, and then the last one I want to talk about, Dan, it's it's more of a negative. Uh, this is a guy I have no stocks in, uh, and the recent trade sort of – cloud that situation up more number 21 we have Damian Williams at Jacksonville not only is it a tough defense and I I know you sound like it I feel like Jags are going to have a bounce back this year they just signed Shady McCoy Darwin Thompson was an emerging player in the offseason and this matchup I I almost didn't have him in the top 24 but I still feel like he'll be the lead but uh, there's just so much uncertainty that I couldn't rank him any higher this week yeah, the, 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 man, that Chiefs backfield has become a complete nightmare. Um, for all of us who uh, had some Damian Williams doubts, I, I think you're kind of starting to see those um, kind of shine true to some extent. Because I, I feel like you don't grab Shady. Uh, you don't offer him the money if you're not going to use him. And from what Andy Reid is saying, they're going to use him. He's going to play. And I, I, I just think here, like I was high on Shady when he was in Buffalo. Shady was in Buffalo where they had terrible receivers. Well, not, it's not okay. Not terrible is maybe a strong word. Not the same level of receivers as they had in Kansas City. Uh, a second-year quarterback uh, who was okay, but not the same level as Patrick Mahomes. So I think you're in a situation where Shady doesn't necessarily have to do everything. Shady now has to come in and have two or three monster plays, which he can absolutely do. I I still think he break break long runs. Um, There are some people out there who say he's washed up. He's got nothing left in the tank. That last season in Buffalo was brutal. It was brutal. But I'm not buying it. I, I think at at some point this year, uh, based upon what we've already talked about in preparing for this season, Damian Williams is going to get jumped by Shady McCoy. And I think Shady McCoy is going to be the lead back in Kansas City. And I think he's going to have a resurgent year. I'm calling it right now. I hope you are right, Dan, because I know we've talked about him a lot lately. So let's go ahead, Dan, and move on to our wide receivers. Number one this week and probably every week is going to be DeAndre Hopkins at New Orleans. Two, Devontae Adams at Chicago. Three, uh, boy, I hope this comes true, but uh, we've got Juju at three against New England at New England. Four, Michael Thomas, uh, home against Houston. Five, Julio Jones at Minnesota. Six, Tyreek Hill at Jacksonville. Seven, Odell Beckham, home, Tennessee. Eight, Mike Evans, home, San Francisco. Nine, Amari Cooper, home against the Giants. Ten, Chris Godwin, home against the 49ers. Eleven, Julian Edelman, home against the Steelers. And twelve, Tyler Lockett, home against Cincinnati. So, Dan, anybody you want to talk about in the top 12 or any deeper in more detail? Well, you know I'm a big fan of the um, Seahawks this week. And I think it's good. Going to be very interesting to see uh, where Tyler, how Tyler Lockett, kind of deals with being numero uno. So 
I mean, he's kind of de facto, um, and, and I, know, I know people weren't psyched about him, but I, I, I think he's a deep threat. I, I think he's got um, plenty left in the tank, and I don't think DK Metcalf, who might play um, because he's been practicing, um, was going to take that many looks away from him. Um, I, I'm also intrigued with, um, given the recent attitude of Antonio Brown, uh, I don't know if you saw earlier today, Bob, but he was complaining on Instagram about being <laughs> fined for missing practices and things like that. Uh, not necessarily where I was expecting what I was expecting to see going into week one. Uh, where that ends up this week, um, I, you know, that is that's intriguing to me because I think it's either going to go. Well, it'll go one of two ways. Uh, either he's going to be dropped out of these top 15 rankings outside the top 25, um, either because uh, the quarterback cannot get him the ball, uh, the offense is not catering to him, and then if that doesn't work, uh, I'm not sure how happy he's going to be on the sidelines. I mean, to me, it's at this point, like, he could just walk off the field and say, I'm done. Uh, which I hope doesn't happen because I invested a pick in him, and I know at some point I'm gonna I'm either gonna be very happy or very disappointed in myself. Um, but that's just kind of the crazy way that this season's been going. I just kind of expect the unexpected this week. But at the same time, uh, they could be clicking. They could be on fire. It all could be well. Uh, and he could skyrocket in these rankings to a top 10 type play. Yeah, and it's funny because you picked two players I have notes on. So I try to give about five players, give some notes on them. Uh, first one I want to talk about, Tyreek Hill at Jacksonville. There's word that Jalen Ramsey's going to follow Hill all over the field. Doesn't scare me. You saw it all last year. All this guy needs is to catch it with any space, and he could break away from anybody. I still remember that. I think it was the three-touchdown game, yeah. I believe, against New England or the Rams where – he had like two defenders right next to him and he just broke away. It was just like, wow, this guy is different speed. Yeah. So doesn't this might so be one fast. Of the, this might be the lowest we have him ranked all year, depending uh just based on the matchup and some of the offseason stuff. Um if you notice we've got two Buccaneers in the top ten. And I want to speak about Chris Godwin. So with the new offense in place, I expect Jameis to throw the ball all over the field to both Evans and Godwin. And we'll talk about OJ Howard. Godwin during the preseason looked to be Winston's favorite target, 672-1 and one, uh, in the preseason. Um, I'm expecting big things. I bought Godwin stock all over the map this, this year, so I'm expecting him to get off to a hot start in a favorable matchup. Uh, Julian Edelman at 11. Uh, he always seems to have high catch games against the Steelers. So I went back and looked. 2018, 7 for 90. 2016, 9 for 60. 2015, 11 for 97. So if you're playing in uh, PPR leagues, you're, you're at a minimum of 15 points, and that's without touchdowns. Now he's without Gronk, and Josh Gordon's still ramping up. As much as I hate to say it, I think Edelman's going to have one of those you know, nine for 90 with a possibility of a touchdown. Uh, so very, uh, to me, I think he's got a high ceiling this week and a high floor as well. Cause he's just going to catch a ton of passes. Um, selfishly, I hope that happens. Selfishly. I hope that happens. Yeah. And this, and the Steelers win. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I can live with that. Yeah. So, so yeah, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. We're picking on the Bengals. You brought him up. Defense was worse against passing offenses, allowing 276 per game through the air. 
He's now the guy. Should pick up where he's left off. I'm calling it. He's going to have a big play touchdown against this weak Bengals pass defense. And, Dan, you brought it up, Antonio Brown. This might be the lowest we have him ranked all year, or this could be where it's going to be. This game's going to go a lot to determine our view of him moving forward because there's a lot to not like about him with the offseason activity. You brought up the fines. There's the helmet issue. There's the foot issue. There's the drama issue. To me, this is a game that as an Antonio Brown owner, which I am in one league, you are in our league of record, you could probably sort of get an understanding of how you're going to deal with him the rest of the year. So I think this is a big game for him. Uh, this is probably, other than the Steeler game, this is the game that I'm most interested in watching. Um, just because I don't know what to think about this team altogether. I mean, I did not watch Hard Knocks this season, so I have no nothing invested in them other than the fact that Antonio Brown, who, you know, to me, he was one of my favorite players of all time, one of my favorite Steelers of all time. Uh, just because he's at, at Oakland right now, I'm not going to hate on him. Um, and frankly, I hope he has a monster game. Uh, but it's going to really come down to can uh, people keep Derek Carr standing upright and can Derek Carr throw the ball down the field to Antonio Brown? The other thing is, is Antonio Brown is so elusive of a runner. Uh, maybe we'll get some of those long break, you know, yak type plays yards after the catch. Uh, than Antonio Brown's been uh, known for. Yeah, he should be hyper. Very interested in this game. Yeah, he should be hyper targeted I, the whole. I'm game. also curious. I'm also curious as to where Devontae Adams, um, where he ends up in these rankings towards the end of uh, Sunday. Uh, that Bears defense is rough. It's rough, but it is still Aaron Rodgers. And he's the number one, number one guy. Uh, so Devonte Adams at number two. Love Devonte Adams in general. This is a tough matchup for him. Uh, I don't know if he'll hold tight at that number two spot, uh, but I, I bought Devontae Adams stock in several leagues, uh, so I'm sure hoping it does. Well, Dan, let me just uh, find it real quick. I, I think um, you, you might want to alleviate those concerns here a little bit. Now, uh, obviously, too, he was playing with a hurt Aaron Rodgers, so if I look at his game logs uh, as the site tries to load here, let me pull up 2018. And we've got Devontae Adams, week one against Chicago, five for 88 and a touchdown. And uh, second to last game of the year, eight for 119. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Concerns. Concerns alleviated. So Thanks yeah, well. he, he may not be, he, he may not finish in the two, but I don't think he finishes any lower than seven or eight at, at the worst. I think so. So Dan, let's move on to tight end. So one this week we've got Travis Kelsey at Jacksonville, two George Kittle at Tampa Bay, three Zach Ertz home Washington. I think that's going to be status quo with those three in some form or fashion. Uh, we've got four Evan Ingram at Dallas, five OJ Howard home San Fran, six Hunter Henry at uh, home against. Against Indy, seven Vance McDonald at New England, eight Jared Cook home against Houston, nine Delaney Walker at Cleveland, ten Austin Hooper at Minnesota, eleven Mark Andrews at Miami, and twelve David and Joku home against Tennessee. So who do you want to talk about a little bit here, Dan, in the tight ends? Well, uh, you, you know, <laughs> you mean you know, I'm a big fan of fancy, fancy Vance McDonald. Um, so. 
I just I, I don't know what to think about the Steelers offense. I know Juju's gonna have big games. I think James Washington have big can have big games. But I think a lot of people the hype has been going into this uh this upcoming season is that this is the year that Vance McDonald breaks out. And then, you know, you hear from the coaching staff, yeah, he's not gonna be paying any more than he was last year. Uh, so that intrigues me. Also, you're getting a full year of a healthy Hunter Henry now. Um, two years ago, Hunter Henry was a very serviceable, top-notch fantasy tight end. Uh, last year, hurts, and then terrible. So it's a situation where now he's going up against Indianapolis. I think he could go off. Um, I like Hunter Henry a lot this year. Um, I also think he can make a jump into the top three. Um, I've already said something about Mr. Ertz, Kelsey, no brainer. He's going to, he's going to be unstoppable. I don't care who the defense is. Um, Delaney Walker coming back off of that massive injury. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether he gets back at, um, you know, back to it. Uh, and then the other name that really kind of jumps out to me is, well, two guys, Mark Andrews, who's got a lot of hype playing against Minnesota. You said it earlier today, Bob, this could be one of the games where Lamar Jackson can actually throw the ball. Uh, he's been the top target for Lamar Jackson in the preseason. Um, there's a lot of hype about Mark Andrews. He's somebody who you can grab super late in drafts, um, who people were considering one of those um, maybe having a breakout Kittle type year this season. Uh, and the other guy is TJ Hawkinson. I think there's going to be a lot of interest against him this year. Kind of the new look Gronk is what people were kind of expecting out of Hawkinson. Uh, so we'll see how he kind of plays in his first official NFL game. I've got him sitting on the bench in a couple of my leagues. Uh, if he emerges, he might become a good chance to become one of those weekly starters uh, and somebody in that dynasty league if you drafted that you might want to promote a little early um, given, you know, kind of the tight end wasteland that we routinely deal with. Yeah, we got Hawkinson at 17 this week. So, yeah, a few notes. You, you mentioned a few players that I had some notes on for Evan Ingram. Uh, I think if New York's going to get anything done in the air, it's going to be through Ingram uh, well, and Barkley, but as far as pure pass catchers remember in his three games last year without Odell he averaged 6.3 receptions 81 yards one total touchdown news uh, on Roto World was that they think he's going to have a monster year once again I'm just going to throw it out there our 4th of July episode 2019 players set to explode I said he could have a George Kittle uh, type season and that was the report that was on Roto World as well so um, you know good to hear somebody else sort of back up uh, my thoughts on what Evan Ingram can do uh, gives me some assurance that um, you know I, I think a big year is coming uh, OJ Howard at 5 we said it again in Cincinnati you're you're firing up every single part of this Tampa Bay offense in the passing game right Running game, nah, not so much, but uh, nine Delaney Walker at Cleveland. Yeah, Dan, you said it to me. He's the forgotten man at tight end. I think people forget when he's healthy, he's a solid top 10 uh, tight end. He, I don't think he's ever going to get to that top five, four, three type of zone, but if you wait on tight end, I think he's as safe as long as he's healthy. Mariota seems to just lean on him heavily. I think even if Tannehill takes the job, going to lean on him. Uh, at 11, Mark Andrews at uh, Miami. Uh, like we said, if, if Lamar Jackson's going to get it done through the air, it's more than likely going to be directly through Mark Andrews, who has big play capability. And you said almost 
was like a Kittle light with some big plays uh, on, on shorter reception. So like him a lot. And, and Dan, 16, we have Eric Ebron at the Chargers. I sort of said similar to AB, this game's going to tell a lot about how to judge Ebron moving forward. Obviously, last year he was a touchdown monster, almost led the league in touchdowns. But... <laughs> You know, that was with Andrew Luck. Uh, I don't think the offense is going to be as bad as it was when Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback a few years ago. But there are a ton of weapons. Does he lean on Ebron in the uh, red zone? I think this game's going to tell a lot of insight for those that uh, invested in Eric Ebron, sort of how you might judge him moving forward with all these weapons and a brand new quarterback. So, Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because he kind of had the – um, you know, he kind of blew up last year. Um, you know, had a rushing touchdown. I'll never forget that. But <laughs> at the same time, uh, I don't, I don't know. We were saying what a, what a change, what a, you know, benefit change of scenery has been. Now we'll have to see if it's the scenery and the quarterback uh, that made the difference. Because uh, I know they like Jacoby Brissett, uh, but he's just not the same player as Andrew Luck. Yeah, so I think this is going to give a lot of insight on to what you can possibly expect from him. I'm just concerned about all the weapons. So uh, I still think an option if you waited for a while you're going to play, but could be one of those guys that you swap out and get like a waiver wire pickup if he if he really doesn't look like he's a part of the offense like he was last for sure. year. So Dan, let's close up our rankings with defense. Like I said, we only give the top twelve. Um, you know, you can find every defense rank but you know more than likely your 12 team league you're only playing one defense more than likely um so damn one ravens at miami that one seems like a no-brainer right there um yep two eagles at washington another no-brainer uh three the cowboys against the giants um you know there are some parts that concern me but the cowboys had a really good defense last year and uh, i don't see that going anywhere four chargers at the or i'm sorry at home against the colts five the browns against tennessee at home six seahawks home against cincy seven the bears against green bay eight the bills at the jets Nine, Broncos at Oakland. Ten, the Rams at Carolina. Eleven, the Jaguars home against Kansas City. And twelve, the Vikings home against Atlanta. Like I said, Dan, I think the first week we're really picking on what we think are the poor offenses. So I don't really have much to go into too much detail about the defenses here. No, I just like uh, I think my favorite defense of the week is, frankly, uh, Chargers, Indianapolis. And I know that they've kind of been they've been preparing with set there this entire preseason uh, but I just feel like the uh, guys like Joey Bosa are going to just kind of run wild on that Indianapolis offensive line brother <laughs> yeah so I mean it's this one like I said you're going to learn a lot about offenses and defenses this year because I know the Jaguars came in as the number one last year and, and sort of fell the Bears were pretty much far and away the one last year so you're going to learn a lot about it but we really wanted to target and pick on what we thought were weak offenses week one so Dan I don't know if, if you're ready or if the listeners are ready but it's time to bring our buddies back and get drafty on the draft app you ready? Sounds Greg. 
getting drafty on draft. And it's finally back. One of our favorite segments from the 2018 regular season. We are inviting back our friends John and Craig for the weekly getting drafty on draft app segment. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. What's going on, fellas? Hello, everybody. I think since the last Welcome time back, we, gentlemen. I think since the last time we talked, uh, we have some new kids. We have some new houses. So a lot of adulting going on in the past, like off season here. Ish, yeah. Adulting ish. <laughs> yeah. Life is great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So for those that haven't listened uh, to the 2018 seasonal show, what we do is every Thursday we come on and we do a uh, segment using the draft app. It's our favorite uh, weekly and season long, but we use this as a weekly contest where uh, we pick a quarterback, two running backs, and two pass catching options. And what we try to do with one of the pass cap- catching options is what we call a deep pull. So anybody projected under 10 points so that could be a wide receiver or tight end so we do this every week and at the end of the year we accrue the stats and whoever has the most losses has to write a poem about uh the league the contest (laughs) and we're finally paying it off so craig i'm gonna leave the floor to you so you can go ahead Mm -hmm. and pay off last year's draft contest without further ado yeah, with um, you know my stellar performance last year, um, I'm going to put, present a nice little tome that I've written today. It's entitled "Oh, What Up." <laughs> <laughs> what up is the line that is said? This line kicks off the show and gets us out of bed. Fancy football is the topic that we chat about each week. We know this game is not for the meek. Bob leads the show and captains the ship. Dan's there, but, you know, he's really just a lip. <laughs> Bob is the champ, and we should show him some respect. I took this off season to sit back and reflect. <clears throat> so what up is ready to be said this year? Just make sure you say it loud and clear. We need to make sure that we uh, Bobby goes down. If not, we will all be have frowns. Sorry. <clears throat> if we run out of luck, you know this this to be true. John still sucks. Wahoo! Wahoo! Wahoo. <laughs> I'll sign off by saying a what up to all and to all a what up night. <laughs> well done, Craig. Well, well done. done. Well done. Well done. I will be ready next week to pay off with a haiku. <laughs> wow, that was out that was outstanding, Fish. Thank well you. Well done, Craig. Well done, Craig. Thank you. You, Thank you have really set the bar high. Um, parts a part of me is very fearful of coming in last place because I, I do not know if I'll be able to uh, meet that high bar that you set. Nice job, sir. Outstanding. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was that was well worth a way. That was very well done. So <laughs> was, uh, but uh, gentlemen, I think that's a perfect segue. So this is exactly what is on the line. Not only do we do the contest every week, but the end of season that's what we look forward to so gentlemen i'm gonna go ahead and send the draft invite your way and we will get started with our week one draft contest yeah that uh, while we're waiting craig seriously kudo on that. that that was pretty darn pretty darn good right there oh 
what a way to start the first week of the year. Of course, no one's first. <laughs> Boo! So, yeah, we've got John first, Dan second, Craig third, and I'm sitting at the turn. So, once again, your pass-catching option, one of them has to be projected under 10 points for our deep pool. Um, John did mention, I think we might adopt this on week two, we might even do one of the running back spots like that to add a little more uh, of a challenge to it. So, that could be coming in week two. I I like that suggestion. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm up for that. Mix it up a little bit. And uh, I think we also did one week where you had to pick a tight end. Um, so, I mean, there's a bunch of variations that we can kind of pull off of this uh, and, <laughs> and, and eventually have to, you know, make a poem. But that was great. That was great. Well done, sir. So John is on the clock and it has kicked off. So pick of the litter for John. I almost want to be in your position, Bob, because I feel like it might be a reach to go with the guy that I really want to go with, and I don't think I'll get him at the eighth pick. Well, I am happy to always be at the turn. Just do it! Oh, Uh, Dalvin Cook, number one. And I'm actually going to since I never eh. <laughs> I actually will go with a guy that I feel like is going to run CMC number two and off to Craig at the third spot okay, you well, let's see you, your choices let's see what the money's gotten them yeah Ooh. oh bold Wow, so I'm going to go with two running backs. One I didn't think was coming. That's Saquon. Um, and then my our, our number five overall running back this week, I just think he's going to obliterate Cincinnati. I'm going to go with Chris Carson. I, I wanted to take a Bob, but it was too early, and I was hoping he'd make it back. Uh, unfortunately, he did not. And Craig is back up with his second pick. Julio. Ah. Fascinating. You know what? Um, I'm going with this guy. I just got a feeling. I don't know why. Um, But I have a feeling he's going to have a monster game. Nick Chubb against Tennessee. Interesting. All right. John is up at the swing. Or at the turn. I don't know why I said swing, but turn. I like that. Yeah, change up the terminology uh, on accident there. <laughs> All right. Let's see if this game's going to be the shootout that they projected to be. I'm going to take Mike Evans against San Francisco. Yeah, love that matchup. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is I, I, I want to see what Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is going to do with this Arizona offense. I'm going to take David Johnson with my second running back pick. Dan, I know that's somebody you talked a lot about on the rankings. Yeah, I'm hoping that he has a nice game. Uh, And I'm going to actually grab somebody who I think is going to bounce. Although I'm interested by that. You know what? Going all in. 
Dan's feeling dangerous. That's right. I woke up that way, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this guy. See if he can do it this year for me. Carry on. And Carry on, my wayward son. Yeah, I think I'm just going to pick on Cincinnati. I'm going to go Tyler Lockett as my, uh, I guess, elite nice. pass catching option. Ooh. And we're. Love it. Full stack? Um, no, because I think the passing offense, and he's projected barely under 10, I'm going to go with Evan Ingram as my other pass catcher. Oh, you are high on Evan Ingram. Yes, sir. So, boy, I just realized I'm stacking Giants and Seahawks. Interesting. Yeah, I figured that was coming. Patty. Mm, Might as well. I can't pick all Browns. That would hurt my heart to do so. Uh, but I think this guy's going to have the biggest game out of all of those uh, gentlemen. And I'm going to actually take Travis Kelsey. Oh, Interesting. So I, so I can't take... I can't take Odell Beckham as much as I would like to take Odell Beckham and get points whenever Dan gets points. So... What am I gonna do? You gotta make that. Gills go, go Jarvis Landry. Mm, I gotta go with a quarterback. And then I gotta take my under ten guy. This is my favorite stack this week. Ah! Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I'm a big Deshaun Jackson fan this year. Sorry. You thief. You thief. He was actually the one I was looking at too, John. So I, I like him a lot this week. I do too, and it's technically a quote-unquote revenge game if you if you're into the hashtag narrative street. But I think can that's going to be a fun game to watch. Can I go to no? Actually, I hope this guy has a big week this week. Interesting. DJ Moore. Surprised he's uh, that low. Someone who I really had high expectations for this year. Okay, go with this guy. OJ. No. I almost was considering uh, taking him myself there, Craig. Yeah, I just like with uh, with the new offense. I'm very interested. Very interested. Two tight ends scared me though. And you know what? Screw it, <laughs> John. I am stacking them. There you go. So there you go. Yeah, You're all invested. Let's go ahead and do the recap. So, John, you were up first. So, why don't you go ahead and recap your team, give some thoughts about it. So, I am a huge stand for Dalvin Cook this year, and I know he's got an injury history. I, I'm invested in him in a lot of best balls. I'm invested in him in season-long leagues. Um, I just – I I think that the weakest – I read a stat the other day that said in the past four seasons, the Atlanta, um, the Atlanta secondary and the Atlanta uh, linebackers have given up the most pass catches four seasons worth pass catches to running backs i just think delvin cook is primed for a big season so i i took a reach and went with him with first overall passing up on some solid running backs um and followed up with david johnson who i think is going to end up having a, a really good season as well um that that 
Tampa Bay San Francisco game is projected to be the shootout of the week, I think. Um, and if you're a believer in the Tampa Bay offense, which it sounds like at least one of you guys are with the OJ Howard pick, Dan, um, that game should be a high scoring. I want to, I want to have a, I want to have a piece of that game. And then my favorite stack in daily this week is going to be Wentz to his pass catchers. I think that the Washington defense is atrocious. Uh, knock on wood. Let's see how it plays out this year. Good luck, fellas. And Dan, you were at the number two spot. Why don't you go ahead and cover your team? Yeah. Uh, we got CMC going against the Rams. I expect him just to get right back to it. Uh, I think that this matchup with the Browns versus the Texans, uh, home field for the Browns, I expect them to come out uh, guns blazing, all, all you, motors you, firing. You mean the Titans, right? Titans. Okay, I just want to make sure. Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I, I went with a stack with Nick Chubb, and then I got Baker. I'm feeling dangerous, Mayfield, as my QB. Uh, and then I actually went with Travis Kelsey, who I think is probably going to have the best day out of the Kansas City pass checker, pass catchers that day. <laughs> and uh, a guy who I'm real high on this year, who I expect to have a breakout type season. Some people prefer Curtis Samuel. I prefer DJ Moore. I expect him to be the number one receiver on this team, uh, which is surprising to me. I think this will be the lowest we see his points projected um, this year at 9.6. And that's my team for week one getting drafted. Craig, why don't you go ahead and take it from the three spot? Okay, yeah. So I started off with Ezekiel Elliott because I think, you know, just getting that, getting that paycheck in paid this week, uh, I think he's going to run, run the ball over that weak Giants overall team. So we're hoping for good stuff there. Sorry, John. Uh, then we uh, <laughs> with carry on. Yeah, I, I have a lot invested with him this year. I, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. So overall, not a great team, but I think that he has a good, good potential. Uh, my receivers are uh, Julio Jones. You can't go wrong. I think he's always a, a threat. I really like OG Howard this week, just with uh, that uh, San Francisco team they go up against. What's it? Bruce Arians down there now, and as OC, I think there's gonna be a lot of targets thrown his way. And then Patty, Patty Mahomes, why not? Never got a piece of him. Seemed like he did pretty well for some people last year. Uh, I'm a big fan. I know, I know Dan might not be after some of the performances, but <laughs> but yeah, I'll go ahead and wrap it up. So I really picked two teams. Um, I'm just believing that Cincinnati's defense is awful, so that's why um, I've got a stack. So I started off with Saquon at the four spot, followed that up with Chris Carson. Um, you heard us talk about our rankings. They're back-to-back in our rank. Well, no, I'm sorry. Saquon's third. Chris Carson, we have fifth. I just think Saquon's an all-everything type of running back. No need to go any further. Further, but Carson sounds like he's going to be the lead dog again against the uh, one of the worst run defenses uh, from last year. So I uh, went there. My uh, I guess elite pass catching option, Tyler Lockett. Uh, Dan, I I'm calling my shot. I did it in the rankings. I think he's going to have a long touchdown, and one of those plays makes your entire week. So uh, my uh, second pass catcher, right under the ten point uh, threshold, is Evan Ingram. Uh, like I said, I think the pass offense is going. Through him and with Golden Tate out, uh, I think he's going to be hyper targeted as a tight end. And then to finish out the stack, I, I did like Jameis Winston, but uh, I'm going to just try it out. This this might be the one time where I do um, sort of a three 
a three-person stack like this, but I think Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are just going to do whatever they want uh, against the Bengals. So that covers up my teams. And by the looks of it, based on projections, Craig is projected to win. I'm barely second, Dan third, John fourth. But as you can tell, uh, never trust the projections. Uh, There's there's an awful lot of game to be played before that. So just nice to have football back. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Preach. So, so yeah, that, I don't know. I don't know if the guys. I don't know if the guys from Draft listen to this, but I just want to give a shout out to the Draft app. Um, I think that they're fantastic, and from a from a season prep standpoint, I've kind of eschewed uh, mock drafts and just done best best balls to mock. Um, it, it's it's been such a nice way to like zero in on value on players and find out where where people stand um so big ups to the to the draft app i, I love this app it's fantastic yeah and if you're new he, john and just wants money everybody well, he just wants money please throw only, him money john only your, wants money only yours craig john segued it so i'm gonna drop it there's a drop earlier but draft.com slash not takes if you're new deposit you get a free three dollar um basically ticket that you can use for any contest so if you're new draft.com slash not take so thanks for bringing that up john because we're big fans too so um but yeah that finishes up our first uh getting drafty on the draft app once again kudos craig for the awesome poem and we look forward to having you guys on again next week so until then we'll talk to you later i will uh, i will be prepared to pay up next week as well for my for my share of the the poem Awesome. You got a, you got a lot, you got big shoes to fill, my man. I'm gonna do it simple and sweet with a nice, beautiful haiku. <laughs> and I, I was doing the math earlier, and the uh, the phrase "trip it to the filth" is five syllables. Ah, oh, perfect. <laughs> well, we're That's gonna good le- to know. We're gonna leave it on that one. So we'll look forward to next week, and we'll talk to you guys later. I'm sure we'll chat tomorrow during the game. Good night, fellas. Later, guys. See you guys. See ya. So thanks again to our buddies, Craig and John. And boy, what a poem. We can't say it enough. That was great. John definitely has Stellar. Uh, since John and Craig finished uh, tied for last based on overall wins, uh, John's got his work cut out. But I, le- I like his cliffhanger that he left us there, Dan. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So Very excited. Very but, excited. But Dan, I'm ready to wrap this up. We got week one football to actually look forward to. So you ready to close up the show? Woo! Let's do it. So yeah, as always, guys, if you're not following us, what are you doing? Not Takes FF on Twitter and Instagram at Not Takes FF. We're gonna hit a big milestone. Yeah, we're big milestone. Cruise past a thousand now, so it's good to good to see that. That was our stretch goal going into season two, so I'm glad we reached it. So, um, yeah, but follow us there. Um, email us, nottakesff at gmail.com. If you've got questions at any point during the season, we'll answer them through there if you don't have Twitter or Instagram. Podcast homepage, anchor.fm forward slash nottakesff. A-N-C-H-O-R.fm forward slash not takes FF. Listen and interact there, but most importantly, you get links to all 12 major platforms that we're on. So go there to find everywhere that we're distributed. Um, you can also do us a huge favor if you're on Apple Podcasts. Take 10, 15 seconds out of your day if you like what we're doing. Five-star rating and review really helps the show. We're really appreciative of anybody that takes the time to do that. But any platform that you're on, please hit subscribe. That way you get all the episodes, like I said, starting today. We're Thursday, Sunday, Monday, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, Monday. So we're going to be dropping three episodes. You get all of them if you subscribe. And Dan, close it like you always do, shouting out your brother Tom. 
And it's a song called Alma. It's been with us uh, going on two years now. Big shout out to him for letting us use that. Uh, if you like what he's doing, if you like that song, um, if you're a fan of that music like myself and Bob are, uh, check him out on his SoundCloud. He's that dude, Tom. And again, my friend, thank you, sir. And I know my brother uh, recently was checking out some shows um, for his own draft prep. So uh, shout out to Tom, and hopefully he found something useful in here other than his own suit, his own music. Yeah, he's probably like, wow, that jam really rocks. And the, the fantasy takes aren't too bad either. Yeah, not too shabby. <laughs> so yeah, Dan, let's get ready, man. It's time tomorrow we'll be chatting on some actual football. So in the words yeah. of Bart Scott, can't wait. Can't wait. Let's do it. All right, my friend. Until then, I will talk to you later. Woo!